Ahoy everybody! Thank you for tuning in to Airborne Entrepreneur! Thank you very much for coming, Chris. I'm so happy to have you in my podcast. And uh, it's really a huge pleasure because I know I met you a few years ago. And uh, you were running Coach and Connect. Uh, there was a few webinars for, for TCI that was really interesting. And I saw your transformation and uh, actually your journey last few years. And uh, I'm so happy I have you in my podcast because I want to ask you so many questions. And uh, I will start probably with you if you can just uh, tell us something more about yourself. And uh, yeah. Yeah. Thank you, Alex. It's a pleasure to be on the show. Yeah, so we met uh, quite a while back when I was first getting into the coaching scene and uh, <laughs> and it was very exciting as most coaches get into personal development they start realizing they can create a business around their passion. I too discovered that I could really follow my passion and my dream into doing and creating whatever I wanted to do. So yeah, this whole, I've been coaching and training now for a bit over five years and it's been the most incredible rapid period of growth of my life that has allowed me to live my dream and, and really, really uncover and explore what I was born to do, which is to help others transform and to really you know, tap into the deeper dimensions of what life is really about. So, so yeah, it's uh, you, you and I, we, we both geek out on, on, on transformation and coaching and personal development as well as business. So, so I think for me, that's my, that's my real um, passion is realizing that there there is a science to transformation there is a real science behind uh, what some people would call spirituality and personal development and, and really making that pragmatic and tangible and bringing that together with business owners so that they can experience the best of yeah. both worlds in terms of business success and personal success so that's that's my real passion and sweet spot yeah, I can still hear a little bit of engineering there and business <laughs> and it's so funny because I'm I'm saying like I will I will always try to go to the business side, but on the other hand, it's like, no, I really enjoy transformation. And it's, it's really huge because you have a lot of people, I believe a lot of clients, they are actually coming from the business background or they have business. And at the end, instead of helping them in business, you start to probably transform their, their life or their thinking first. Yeah. Is that true? Yeah. I would say the, the core theme that unites probably most of the clients that I work with is that, on a deeper level, I, I would say not just my clients, but I would say every human, they, they know that they're more than just a, a physical person. They know that there's something deeper to life, whether you want to call that um, life purpose, whether you want to call that spirituality, whether you want to call that just being connected to something that's, that's really special about what we're here to experience in life, where we're all seeking fundamentally the same thing which is a deep level of connection and fulfillment and, and meaning and, and purpose in life. So, so really when it gets deep down to what people are really seeking, it yeah. goes beyond just money. It goes beyond status. It goes beyond the, the worldly creation of, you know, business and just manifesting things. And it goes to a deeper spiritual nature. And I, I use that word spiritual. Some people don't like that word. Um, I know. But, but, I, uh, <laughs> but I, 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 I like to use that word um, because I just think life is a spiritual journey. Like it, it is, you know, it's, you know, we are human beings having a spiritual experience, whether people 
have come to realize or not that that's the nature of what this journey is about. It's about, yeah. it's about emotion. It's about feeling, it's about feeling connected to life. And so, yeah, I work with a lot of business owners who are wanting to get more connected to the, the good stuff yeah. beyond just the tangible. I absolutely agree. I think connection is so important and especially for business owners, they, they are working most of the time pretty lonely, you know, like they are alone in their business. If they don't have business partners or big team, I mean, it can be quite lonely journey. And I guess we are more seeking connections when we are not connected, you know, on that like eight hours a day or 10 hours a day with our colleagues. But I I'm probably curious more about when that change happened, like when you realize that you're looking for more, because I know at, a, at the beginning, I met you as a, as a business owner, a business coach, you were starting to work with a few big brands. I know you coached the teams and you kind of say like, no, I, I just kind of don't enjoy that much that like, do you remember when that change happened? What happened? Like how? Yeah, well, I, I was, I, I, I started focusing a lot on business. And, and I think the reason why I focused on business a lot was because um, at the time, I, I really thought that financial success was, was what was important. And don't get me wrong, I mean, it, it's still important. But I think back then I was driven a lot by my ego. I was driven a lot by very surface level, very shallow needs. Um, and, you know, I work with some great businesses. I work with, you know, I work with Mercedes Benz, you know, working with their team in Melbourne, you know, doing corporate trainings and all that sort of thing, which was great. Like it was, it was, it was really good fun and I really enjoyed it. But I think deep down, once I'd went through that journey, I, I realized that the most important thing was working with clients that I really had a, like a deep special connection with. Like I, I got to the end of some of these trainings and it was great, but I, I got a sense that a lot of the people that I was working with in these training rooms, they didn't really want to be there. Like they, they, they were, I was, yeah. I was training to people that were kind of showing up a little bit, but deep down they were, you know, they really didn't want to be there. So I wanted to work with clients that I felt a real connection to that I could, I could really get excited and inspired to work with. So, so that's when it started to shift. I started to realize that, that, you know, no amount of money, you, you couldn't pay me any amount of money to constantly keep working in an area that I wasn't passionate about. And so, yeah, I, I used to be an engineer. I, I worked in an industry for the best part of nine, yeah. nearly 10 years. And, and I got paid quite well to do something that was, you know, it, it was reasonably interesting, but it wasn't my passion. And, and so I'd been down that path of knowing what it's like to get paid pretty well to do something that I really wasn't that passionate about. And I could see that the, the red flashing light on the dashboard of my mind was starting to flash again. And I realized I'd started, it started to go a little bit out of alignment again. I'd started chasing the dollars and the, the status and my ego is now driving my, driving my car instead of my, my true self, my, my spirit. Yeah. So, so that's what I started to realize. And then I started to course correct and say, yeah, who do I really want to work with? Like, what do I really care about? Yeah. yeah. I, I think it's, it makes sense when you think about that, when you, when you hired by corporate or someone, you know, like, like boss or leader, and now you have to coach the team. They're like, oh, you know, another training, you know, another thing that we have to do. Sometimes it's like that. Cause I noticed that like some people really, like you said, they don't want to be there really. Like they, they part of that, they learn something, but they don't put themselves out there. Like, yeah, this is it. This is what I want to do. And I want to grow. And I think people that are employed, sometimes they don't have that, urge to grow you know like internally or skills or it, they're just comfortable and they're, they're having their monthly or fortnightly salary and i guess that's that's the difference probably with the clients 
Yeah, I can see that. And I was uh, actually, I was interested in that because I saw in your podcast or somebody in your videos, you said you coach out of the engineering, like you coach yourself out of engineering. And I was just curious, like, is that that start of your coaching journey when you like coach yourself to get out of that engineering? Yeah, that was the start of my journey. So I... I woke up pretty much every day from the first day that I started studying engineering back when I was 18 years old. I knew on the first day that that wasn't something that was in alignment with me. Yeah. Um, but, you know, I forced myself into it. My, my <laughs> ego and my sense of pride forced me through sheer perseverance and just, just willpower. I forced myself into that you. industry. <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> and I know you, you can relate. And there's a lot of people that are listening that will be able to relate to just how powerful we can be when we force ourselves. But um, I would say the difference is now I don't have to force myself to do what I'm doing. In fact, I'm yeah. inspired. I'm I'm magnetized and pulled towards what I'm doing rather than needing to force it. So the the game has has changed. Instead of me trying to like rev my engine really really hard um i'm it's it's almost literally like i'm coasting downhill and accelerating without even trying so that's that's the difference i, I would that. describe when, when you're in alignment and when you're following you know your true calling or you know inner guidance yeah think thing things are a lot easier than, yeah. than when we're pushing and hustling so yeah i coach myself out of engineering because i realize I, I realized that i was out of alignment uh, but for a lot of the, a lot of my career i didn't realize that there was any other options so I just yeah. thought, well, isn't this just how it's meant to be? Like, you know, you get a degree, you get a job. It's not meant to be that enjoyable. It's not really passionate. You know, <laughs> jobs are not meant to be enjoyable. You just yeah. do a job That's because, you know. Social structure. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. You just get a job. You know, you just do your yeah. job work the nine to five. You get paid. You know, that's that's just a thing that you do to earn a living to then start living after you finish work. And then I realized, oh, there's, if I really have mastered life, well, I'm, not going to make any distinction between work and play it's all going to merge into one and i'm going to i'm going to really follow my passions and i'm, I'm really going to live life to the full blending everything that i love and what i'm yeah. good at and play i'm going to mix it all together and that's what i've managed. that's what i feel like i've managed to do now yeah, yeah. oh that's amazing i, I absolutely understand because i always had that question because my father was always like you need to do and study economics because they are money like economics you know like money and it's like I don't really want to do it. I want to study psychology. And he was like, that was actually the time because I'm, I'm pretty old now. That means that was the time when psychology and coaches, it, it didn't really exist. You know, that was not really like some corporate manager will hire you. It was just so different. It was more about like psychologists didn't have money. And my dad was like, no, you can't do that. And I was exactly forcing myself to do stuff that I wasn't really passionate about. And it's interesting when you said that, um, that we actually can wake up in the morning and have fun and actually enjoy the day. Because yesterday, um, someone from my group asked me that, uh, like, oh, you're working so much and so hard. I said, no, that's not true. It's like, I'm working a lot, but it's fun. Like, I want to do it. If, if I don't want to do it, I will stop and probably get some job, you know, and I will, employ, I will be employee. But it's just so interesting how that changed. And I love when you're talking about that, as I can see, you know, like you were so happy and <laughs> smiling and laughing because it's amazing to wake up and be motivated. And I think that's important. And I know you, you changed, you moved, uh, you, you are in, now you're in Hobart, I guess, still. 
Yeah, now I'm in Hobart. Yeah. I, I was living in Bali until until the beginning of this year. Yeah, sort of, that, that's what I want to yeah. ask. Like, why Bali? Because I know you started to move around and, yeah, you choose Bali. Why Bali? Yeah, well, I, I just had clear inner guidance that that was the place to be. So I just felt called. I felt magnetised towards that place. So, so yeah. I, I've been to Bali before quite a few times and there are different elements in Bali. There's, there's the, the main touristy areas, which some people might have experienced, which uh, you know, Bali <laughs> yeah. might not seem that impressive. I don't. <laughs> there, are, there are other parts of Bali that are really quite magical. Um, I guess you would say a very uh, traditional Bali and, and really special. And yeah. so I, I lived in Ubud. When yeah, I, I love Ubud. Yeah, that yeah. was where we ran a retreat um, when I was running retreats back in 2016 and 17. Um, in in with my old business partner, so so yeah, I ran a retreat in Bali, and I just realised that place was quite special. There's like you, you arrive in Bali and you get to Ubud, and there's a there's an amazing feeling. Yeah, it, it, it's just a feeling. There's just something about the place, and I just knew that on some level I was probably going to go back there one day. And yeah, last year the time felt right to go back, so I literally packed up my business in Australia, and I didn't make any logical sense. Like there was no logic to it. I know <laughs> that happened. People were, people were asking me, why, why are you moving to essentially a third world country where you've got a, a really successful business in Australia? And I thought, I, I don't really have a logical answer to that. But I, all I do is I just, I'm trusting my intuition. There's, there's, there's guidance saying that there's something there. So that's what I've been trusting more and more is not needing to intellectualize things, but just trust the, the, the wisdom that's flowing through me in the moment, even when it doesn't make sense. Yeah. I love that what you say. Actually, I think that will be something that maybe we can a little bit deep dive because it's so important that now in this reality where we live or when, you know, we, we have to have a house, we have to have a car, we have to have money, uh, the best we can, we have to have two incomes when we are family. And all that is actually, I've, I felt I met a lot of friends that kind of stuck and it was in Europe or here in Australia or anywhere in the world basically and they just kind of stuck and they're like oh i just i really want to be like you like moving around you know moving the countries and probably people say same thing to you but they always so scared and i guess that's probably something i believe you can coach people to you know like to really understand there is there is nothing that should take you and stick you in the one place and stay there because of that excuses i don't know how you call it like how you how you help people with that Absolutely. Yeah. I would say that, that that's a classic problem that most people have yeah. is they are stuck inside uh, the conditioned belief systems that they grew up in. And so, you know, they will have a limited worldview about what's possible for their career or their life or their yeah. relationship. You know, they might think, oh, well, you know, I'm, you know, they, someone might think, well, I'm too old to start a new career. Oh, yeah. I'm too I'm, old to move or, you know, these, these kinds of things. <laughs> and, and, you know, it's, it's all innocent, limited thinking. That's all it is. It's just people are stuck inside limited thinking. So, so very quickly, as soon as, as soon as, I mean, you and I are both coaches, so we, we know very quickly how to spot the limitations in someone's thinking. So as soon as someone says, I can't, usually that that's a lie <laughs> Classic. Um, it's, it's more like well you can if you do certain things and if you're willing if you're prepared and if you're fundamentally if you're just open-minded and if you've got a level of emotional resilience well you can attempt and you can do anything and you can create anything so it's never a matter of if it's just a matter of how and so a lot of people are not willing to go through yeah. the having the willingness 
to, to do what is required to create the life that they want. Um, and it's easy to make excuses. And most people will say, oh, I, you know, I can't do that or I'm not good enough for that. And it's, it's very rarely true. It'll just be, well, no, no, you can do it and you can become good enough to do that. It's just a matter of figuring it out and it's just a matter of wanting it and it's a matter of surrounding yourself with a support network or getting a coach or getting support or reaching out, asking for help. So, yeah, what, what it really leads to is, you know, if you're wanting to be the master of your life, well, sometimes what you've got to be is really vulnerable and humble to acknowledge that, you don't know how to do that and just seek help because there is thousands of people that exist in this world whose life's mission and whose greatest skill set is solving your life's biggest problem. Yeah. So that's the beautiful thing that I, that I love in this world is there is not a problem that you can think of that is not solvable by someone in this world. Like every problem that every that could ever exist is solvable by someone right now. You know, there's 7 billion humans on the planet. We've got some really powerful problem solving ability. So that's, <laughs> that's, that's, that's really inspiring. When, when I, when I think of that humanity's capacity yeah. to evolve is we, we, we've got everything we need when people get over themselves and just are willing to ask for help and are willing to, you know, to, to put themselves to, to be humble and to, to allow themselves to realize, yeah, I, I can be helped. I, I can be helped yeah. here. <laughs> I love that. That's really nice way of viewing things, you know, like there's actually really like 7 billion people and we can solve any problem. I think that's, that's amazing message. <laughs> and uh, yeah, I would like to probably go because I know, I know you, you're successful in your business and probably for a lot of people, maybe consultants and coaches, uh, this will be something that will want to know because everybody's, I know the first year too is always about like how to make money, how to make money, because I want to stay in, in that industry because I know it's pretty hard journey for a lot of lot of coaches and it's a lot of obstacles and especially when they are in the transition of the careers. But if you can probably talk about like money wise, because I know money at the end, we all know they're not that important. They're great. Like we still want to have freedom to move and, and support us and family, but it's more in the life, but how to kind of make that first, you know, first year or two and make that money. Do you have any tricks or tips or, how, what, what you will suggest to coaches? Yeah, I, I would say there's, there's two parts to this conversation. The first part is being okay with money. Yeah. Where like you could literally be bankrupt, you could have a billion dollars, or you could be somewhere in the middle. Like getting to the point where it doesn't play an emotional role in your life. Yes. Like, yeah. I think that's the first that's the first success in life is moving beyond money meaning anything about your worthiness whether it you know not determining your happiness i'd say that's the first i would say realization is yeah. learning that money is just a concept it's just a thing it's useful and it's helpful and obviously it helps pay the bills and it helps buy things um but really creating a level of emotional mastery around money is, is the very first step that's required for anyone yeah. because as soon as you reach that benchmark of being okay with money which isn't just a mindset game what happens is it basically devalues the any of the problems around money. Now, what I mean by that is if you can devalue that your whole sense of significance of money, it means that you can just get on with living your life and just create more money without needing to worry about it to drive you to get money. So, for example, a yeah. lot of people use their insecurity about money to try and create more of it as yeah. opposed to... Um, get being okay with money regardless of how much of it you have 
and then just allowing yourself to just go after living the life that you want and then just accumulate however much money makes sense to you. So it doesn't become yeah. the reason for pursuing it. It just becomes icing on the cake. So I'd say that's, that's the first yeah. step. And then the second step sort of is more of the pragmatic approach to, okay, great. If we, if we wanted to have money, which is I highly recommend it, we're living in an economy where you physically need currency to buy things. Well, it's very useful. Um, it's, you know, it's, it's quite handy to have money because it's you know, just great to be able to buy things. Yeah. <laughs> and so that would be the, the more logistical side of running a business, which is, okay, great. You need to understand you know, how to generate leads. You need to understand how to convert leads. You need to understand how to deliver programs. You need to how to understand your pricing. So that just becomes the very, you know, the, the thing that you figure out on the coaching journey of just creating consistent revenue. Yeah understanding how to create clients, understanding how to re-enroll clients and just understanding the nature of business. So that's more of the mechanical understanding that's, that's really important. That, yeah. that I, if I had the understanding that I had now when I first started, you know, instead of taking, you know, it probably took me probably a year or two before I was able to really replace my income. You know, if I could know what I now know, it would probably happen like in half the time or a lot quicker. So understanding the nature of business, that's, that's a really important uh, yeah. educational piece for, for coaches and business owners. Yeah. Thank you for that. I think it's exactly what you said. I, I believe that attachment to money are causing us usually emotions. And I don't know if you agree, but that's exactly like that emotion, when, when the emotions or negative emotions with money, like we, we don't have, it's hard to get them. It's hard to earn them. I don't know how to do it. And maybe I'm, I feel, I don't know, less self-confidence and all that game. It, I guess it's taking so much energy from, from us and our thinking is so different because I believe that that's, that's influencing even your decisions. When you think about, you know, like, like, Oh, should I do that or that? Or you choose probably the, the wrong thing or wrong, you, you may wrong, make wrong decision because you're drive by that emotion, you know, to earn more or have more. And I believe that's just crazy. It's just chasing, chasing, chasing. Yeah. Yeah. And that's, that's, that's one of the big challenges yeah. around being successful in life is, is removing the uncomfortable emotions from, from most things. You know, like you look at most decisions, whether it be, um, whether, you know, for a big one, for a lot of people would be ending a relationship would be this really, really big ordeal, you know, yeah. um, investing in a, in a house is a really big deal. Like there's all these big decisions that we think is this real big emotional it's like a, an emotional event. Um, I believe with the highest level of emotional intelligence, what happens is we start to we start to actually see through the physical experience. And instead of instead of our feelings feeling like they're coming from outside of us and feeling like our our feelings of security are coming from our bank account, we, <laughs> we start to see the illusion. We start to see, yeah, my feeling of happiness is not coming from the number of digits in my bank account. Yeah. Like, that's that's just not that's not where my feeling of happiness is coming from. My my happiness is coming from the quality of my thinking. My my happiness is coming from the 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 degree of understanding of of my life. So as soon yeah. as we understand ourselves, and as soon as we understand the link between thought and feeling, and consciousness, and understanding the nature of how we actually operate, we start to be masterful of our emotions, and we now no are no longer driven by fear as much and we start to be driven more by our inner guidance and our intuition yeah that's so important that we are not driven by fear i absolutely agree i think that's the big thing that a lot of people are 
actually driven by. Uh, yeah, I would like to ask about the, because you, you're teaching uh, psycho-spiritual principles and if you would like to mention that, because I think it's so important, maybe just kind of give overview to people like what you're teaching and, and what is that first step probably in that mastery of the life or mastery of ourselves? Yeah. Yeah. So you, you mentioned psycho-spiritual principles. So for a lot of people, they won't know what that means. And when I first heard psycho-spiritual principles, I, I kind like, of thought, oh, no. <laughs> yeah, this, this sounds a bit, this sounds a bit different. What's this all about? But it's, it's really simple. It, a psycho-spiritual principles, they are, they are simply the true nature of life. So psycho-spiritual principles are basically the way that we create our psychological experience is simply a mixture of three fundamental truths that occur before before the human even exists. And so psycho, these psycho-spiritual principles, which is also known as the, the three principles, were a, a, a model of reality, a model of our psychological reality that was uncovered by a man named Sidney Banks. And Sid Banks was a welder and he was a, a, an uneducated Scottish man who literally had an enlightenment experience back in the, in the seventies. And he stumbled across these three principles and these three principles are the, the three words that I'll use, but they're just words until you understand them. But the three words that we use to describe these psycho spiritual principles are universal mind, universal consciousness and universal thought. And these are the three ingredients. These are the three elements that mix together to create all of our psychological experience. So there is no experience that anyone can have that doesn't involve these three elements. So these are like, uh, if you think of uh, almost like uh, quantum physics, the, the smallest elements, if you like that, that exist inside the psychological experience are these three components mixed together. And when we understand these three components, we understand all the other compounds that get formulated. So it's almost like the atoms would be the fundamental building blocks of life and then atoms form molecules and then molecules form, you know, form, you know, different hydrocarbons and all, all the different elements in, in life. So these three principles become like the, the most foundational understanding for how we create our life. So these, uh, they're like spiritual facts. And so I'll, I'll go into it a little bit more, but, but basically these three <laughs> principles, they, they really underpin the the true nature of what's actually going on at, at the yeah. core of our psychological experience and when, when you understand them and we can perhaps go into a little bit of a conversation about them but when you understand them uh, we can dance with life we can dance with our experience because we understand how we're creating our experience so it's like we become masterful we become it's like we we truly understand the nature of ourselves and the nature of what is this thing that we call life and why do I experience these emotions and why do, why do I have these beliefs and why do I have these thoughts? And so it really explains the nature of what's actually going on. Yeah. I think it's definitely something that uh, is helping to, to increase self-awareness. I think that's the first step to understand, understand yourself or, or anything else. And I, I, need, I have to say, because I had really great experience uh, actually in your course, like, like I'm doing Chris training and I just, I was just listening and I was really, you know, pragmatic brain, probably a lot of people now when they're listening, they have a majority of people, you know, they're business people, they have pragmatic brain and they are straight away like, oh, this spiritual, I don't understand that. I, I just, that's not for me. 
and I was fighting and that feelings of frustration and I was like I don't understand <laughs> I remember I was, I was actually so frustrated and there was one day when I was listening again you know all videos and, and try to understand the principles that's why I'm just saying that to people they 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 are part of this conversation they are listening to us don't worry you can't understand probably what you're talking about but it's all fine because one day you will and and I just I, I couldn't get it and I was same I didn't understand and that one day came and that one day when that happened I was just crying and from that day I'm always crying because I'm having this emotional experience and it looks like realizations are coming around like from everything like what I see sometimes I just see the birds sometimes I walk or, or I meet people and it feels like everything is give, or making sense you know finally it's like yeah this is it like like I'm here now this is the time and yeah, it's it just maybe I should stop because that will sound will go to woo woo a little bit. Yeah, that's beautiful. But it's just so good, and uh, yeah, it's I think it's amazing also to see people in the course, you know, and in, in the group having conversations and how the conversations is lifting all the time, and it's 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 deeper and it's different. And I guess that's uh yeah, that's something we can talk probably another two or three hours. I know you don't have a lot of time, but uh, yeah, it's it's amazing. Like Chris. Uh, Chris is running a Genesis program and a few different programs. And I think it's definitely water to, to attend or be part of that. But I will ask you, because I know that was a few things. We will start go a little bit to the business. <laughs> that was the thing that you mentioned that uh, for successful business, actually, you just need uh, successful or, or good relationships. And probably I want to ask about that. What do you mean by that? Yeah, well, for me, success in business is... I mean, you've got to ask the question, well, what is success in business? And it's, it's essentially being what of service. Yeah, it's, it's, it's being of service. It's, it's adding value to people. It's solving problems. And, and the best way that I know how in you know, my 36 years of life to help someone solve a problem is, is through connection, is through having a level of quality in a relationship where there is no limitations on what can be expressed. And so, yeah, as a coach, that's one of the most important things that I experienced on a daily basis is, is, mm. is connection and, and a level of intimacy and honesty and making someone feel comfortable with talking about anything. So, so for me, business is really about high quality relationships to the point where there is nothing that can't be expressed in that space of a relationship. And in that, in that space, when you create that quality of relationship, um, what becomes available and possible uh, is is unlimited, and and that's not just in a sense of um, selling products, but this is also collaborating. This is joint ventures. This is partnerships. This is referrals. This is I could call it networking for life. It's you know it's like what we're doing right now. We're you know we're, we're chatting in this interview, and there's no expectations about where this goes or what happens. It's just being in the moment, connecting. And trusting that, you know, when you build enough high quality relationships, life will take care of us, you know, yeah. and, and that's just, that's just a trust that I have in, in relationships. So, so for me, it, it really is a, uh, it really is, um, it's not a strategy. It's not like, I'm <laughs> great. I, I need to go out and create a thousand high quality relationships and then I'll have this yeah, amount of that, money. That would be hard. <laughs> <laughs> it's more, it's more of a case of, yeah, I, I, I want to create great quality relationships because that's just good business. That's just a great way to live. 
And, uh, and I, now that I've realized that the biggest thing that was preventing me from growing my business was my insecurity about connecting with people. As soon as I got over my insecurities, I'm able to just create great relationships with people with no expectations with, it's not like I'm trying to gain anything from it. I'm just like, just connecting with people just because it's just a great thing to do. And naturally as a consequence from that, um, you create business relationships, you create value, you create opportunities, you create deals, you create clients, you create all of that. Um, not because you're trying to create it, but because you're just connecting and you're just finding the opportunities in life to be of service and to find where the alignment is. And it just happens naturally. So it's not a thing that you go out and, and for me now, personally, it's not a thing that I'm trying to do. It's just something that occurs naturally to me. It's just something that makes sense. Yeah. And like when you reached out and said, great, do you want to chat? I'm like, yeah, that, that's like, Alex is a, a great human. I'd love to connect with it. It's be a wonderful experience. No yeah. idea what will happen from it, but it seems you know, trusting the intuition and trusting the guidance of like, yeah, that sounds like a great thing to do. And then just follow the golden thread as yeah. one of my mentors used to tell me, <laughs> follow the golden thread, follow the feeling, follow just life is guiding us from moment to moment. So that's what I think relationships and business is, is how the, how the success is correlated there. Yeah. I, lo I love what you said, because I think it's a lot about intuition and exactly feelings. Because I was, I struggled a little bit at the beginning in Western Australia. Maybe that's another question. Like, do you find Western Australia or Bali easier to find actually great connections? Because that was for me, like I struggle here, I didn't struggle in Thailand or in Europe, but it probably was me as well. Like, you know, that's the mirror. Like, let's look at me, look at myself, how I was. And uh, I found that I'm using more intuition and also same thing. Like I, I didn't know I'm going to invite you, you know, I was like, yeah, actually I want to have you because that's amazing what I'm experiencing uh, in your course and with your teachings. And I think people should hear that. And I started to be guided probably by things like they just come to my mind, like, yeah, this is a good idea. Let's do it. And, and I, I love that. But what is for you better? Like, uh, do, did you find any difference in, in Western Australia or Bali to create relationships or find people yeah it's a really good question i, I think I, I definitely resonate with what you're sharing about um it, it being more about us than about the area that we're in um I, I think bali is very different than perth so i think bali is a hot spot for people that are generally seeking more opportunities bali bali is a bit of a mecca for people that are on a bit more of a conscious journey there. They're, yeah. they're more looking to create and explore and, and go down the path of, of creation. So that it's very much people that are seeking more. They're very much seeking, I guess you might call it a spiritual path. The people that are seeking creating something, they're, they're all about creating something that's more in alignment with themselves. Yeah. And so there's a very high concentration of people that are, that are looking to tap into really special, deep, yeah. profound things. Perth, you can also find the same, kind of people there but they're more spread out <laughs> so so there's, oh, it's, not like, it's not like Perth doesn't have that there it's just that it's more of a diverse i'd say it's more diluted and so it requires probably a little bit more effort probably requires a little bit more um, curation of community whereas in bali you'd land there and you're right in the middle of the community you're in the middle. You, walk in, you walk into a cafe and there's probably 20 other digital nomads or business owners that are all like you know wanting to create, they're wanting to create the next cryptocurrency or the next you know um the next amazon or the next spotify or the you know there's there's just that's just what bali attracts energetically yeah um so that's just what i've noticed is the difference between the two 
Yeah, I'm actually, I'm so into that now. I was, I was listening and I was going back in my life because uh, that was exactly what I wanted. But like, that's why I first moved to Thailand because I always wanted to live in Bali, but it was probably too small. I, I wasn't sure. I didn't have enough experience because I was traveling that only once. And uh, I moved to Thailand. That was the first decision. And Thailand is that's funny. It's how, how different it is. Is a lot of people, like you were saying as well, like they try to invent something. And but it's more like a sport. And I was just crazy about my Thai and trainings. And it was just more like a sporty people and pretty high achievers. Like like there, there were a lot of well-known athletes there. But when I was going to Bali, and I was like trying to find how I can work in Bali and in Perth same time. And I just took myself a journey. I was like, I have friends there, uh, Balinesians. And I was like, yeah, let's do it. I'm going to, you know, try to work with hotels and, and everyone. And he took me on a travels with him. He picked me up in the morning. We just went and basically made research around Bali. And I, I was there alone and it was so amazing. Just on breakfast, I met so many people in that, you know, small hotel or that area. They were talking about their like freedom and traveling and working and, and developing. And that was exactly what I was attracted to. I was like, oh, I just feel finally so like whole and connected. And, and, and I was there alone and I felt so great. And this is what I'm probably seeking in, in Perth because people are too busy to probably just sit down and kind of, you know, like working in that spiritual environment, maybe because Bali is a little bit spiritual when you're in Ubud, you know, it's all green mountains and, and ocean together. I don't know. I'm just still looking for, for those kind of people in Western Australia because like, I can't find them. Mm. <laughs> that, that's why I was so connected. Yeah. yeah, I know what you mean. And, and I, I, I was certainly yearning for that level of connection as well in Perth as well, while I was there and yeah, it was, it was difficult for me as well to create that level of community. I mean, I find that I started to attract more of those people towards yeah. the, the last few years when I was particularly following, you know, a lot of the personal development um, yeah. type of, you know, educational curriculums. I met a lot of people on that journey and, and just started to naturally attract more of those people. So they are there, but it, you know, it just requires a little bit more effort and, and energy. I, I, but I totally know what you mean. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. I just, I love that. And I can't wait to be in Bali and I can't wait to be able to travel again and just take myself for a few weeks. Because <laughs> mm. I, I really like to be alone and work on the business and, and actually creating things. And I believe that that would happen when you were in Bali, like you just created this Genesis program and, and started to do something different. And I think that's just perfect space for that. Absolutely. I mean, yeah. I, I, I think that can accelerate the journey. Um, by a matter of years, by putting yeah. yourself in, in proximity to other people and in a space, you know, it's, I think it's, it's, it's identifying what is the space that we can get the most out of ourselves in. You know, there are, there are certain environments that we operate better in. And for me, yeah. I personally know, yeah, Bali is an opera, is an environment that I thrive in. Like I thrive there. And yeah. that doesn't mean that I can't thrive anywhere else, but it just means that the conditions there kind of yeah. seem like they're perfect. You know, the weather, the lifestyle, the food, the people. For me, that's that's the sweet spot for me. That's yeah. a real sweet um, spot. I'm absolutely the same. Like for me, Thailand and Bali, they're two things that I, I know I can I can just live there, stay there forever and just create, just sometimes go into like a real world, <laughs> just be a little bit busy <laughs> and just go back again. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Cool. Okay. Absolutely. I know I'm really 
really aware of your time that Miss Abel probably just ask you maybe last thing when you think about that, like what you would like to spread, you know, to the world and tell people something that should be aware of, or maybe where they can start this, this kind of journey, anything, what do you, what do you feel like you want to give away? Yeah, I would say <laughs> the key to what, from what I understand now about life, the, the probably the most important thing that I've discovered about life is that our experience of life, um, it's, it's more to do with our understanding of ourselves and understanding about the nature of what's going on in life. Uh, it, that, that's what is going to determine our quality of life. It's going to be our understanding of life, not the things that we do in the outside world. So, so that would be my, that's my hot tip for people that are looking for a higher quality of life is it might seem counterintuitive, um, but it's less about doing and it's less about achievement. It's less about going and creating things. And it's more about just being comfortable with ourselves and understanding ourselves. Because when we understand ourselves and when we understand life, and particularly when we understand the three principles, the psycho-spiritual principles, we move beyond feeling like we need to do things to feel better. And yeah. we can just understand ourselves to feel better. And so that is the ultimate shortcut yeah. to... <laughs> to, to a rich life, realizing that the richness of our life can be cultivated and curated 100% internally within us without us needing to go out and do things in order to create that feeling. So it's a very empowering realization when we realize where our feelings and where our experience is coming from. And when we realize that and understand it, life gets easier, gets more joyful, gets richer. And all of a sudden there's less of a, a need to go out and do things um, to try and feel better. And we can just naturally feel better. And so it's, it's, it's a beautiful, rich way of living. Yeah. Thank you very much for that. Because I definitely took your advice before and, and, and definitely absolutely agree. That's just first thing to feel great with ourselves and, and calm down a little bit, you know, and don't do things all the time to escape from something. <laughs> I would say, yeah. Thank you very much, Chris. It was really a pleasure and I would love to talk another few hours, but I hope I will be able to invite you again to my podcast and maybe talk about another topics and help people to understand a little bit deeper, maybe principles and, and increase their self-awareness and start their own spiritual journey. Thank yeah, you. thank you, Alex. I'd love to. That'd be great. Thank you for having me. Yeah, thank you very much.